Welcome everyone to the third episode of the Game Club podcast, the podcast for the busy gamer. I am Michael and as always I'm joined by Matt. Hello. And Adrian. Hello. Today we have the the pleasure of discussing L.A. Noir. That's the game we've played over the past couple of weeks. We're going to get into it really quickly, but I'm going to address one news point here. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, go for it. Yes, please tell us. We decided uh, that we haven't really got time for news this week, but I wanted to bring up this. PlayStation had a sale over the past couple of weeks, the Easter sale in Australia. I spied a, a great deal. I got um, Batman Arkham Knight like premium. Um, DLC. Mm-hmm. So, and according to PlayStation Network, I saved $120 in that. Is that Hang on, is that still on? Because I should probably go now. It might close tonight. Oh, boy. Um, if, if you hear any clicking, it's me buying it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like $25 down from 140 or something. That is pretty good, though. And so I was like, yeah, I'll get that because I haven't played in Arkham Knight yet and I like the Arkham games. Fantastic. Bought it. Uh, went to pay my rent today and went to my bank, my online banking, and there in my transaction record... I found out that the PlayStation Network Australia is not actually based here in Australia. Really? Yeah. How? What uh, indicated that? There is a foreign transaction fee that your bank charges. Oh, okay. As in like a conversion? Like yeah. A, so luckily okay. the fee was zero. So Bankwest, good job there. I obviously didn't go past the threshold or something. So they, they didn't charge me zero. But instead of the game being twenty four ninety five, it added like a dollar through conversion. That's not too bad. I mean, personally, the deal's not worth it now. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just saying I didn't know that. Like, yeah. we still have this problem that even our Australian stores, quote unquote, are not actually Australian stores. We we pay Australian money to get credit, and then the game is actually bought in pounds. It's actually a UK have the official codes and everything. So it's just this transfer point. You'd think that the name Australia in the title, you know, that kind of alludes that it's an Australian business. Well, uh, you feel like you should vendor. be dealing in Australian dollars only. Because it sh- it's a shown in Australian dollars. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure. I've never seen this before. Are you sure that just ripping you off? Because I've bought a bunch of stuff and I don't think the price. Well, I Googled have... it because I put the I took the thing, what it was, like transaction exchange fee or something, put that into Google, put in PSN, and like it came up a few years ago. Someone on the forums was like, What is this? And someone was uh the banks were like, Oh, that's what's required of us because of what we're dealing with. So then they contacted Sony and Sony said yeah, the Australian store is not actually based in Australia. You work in Australian credit and it, it's a British store. Oh. It's just strange. interesting because it's yeah. Steam. We still don't have an Australian store. We might be getting Amazon soon. Well, I know Steam is they're getting starting to get taxed and a lot of online vendors are going to start having to do tax things within Australia, like if they're online only, like Steam. Um, so they're going to have to start adding Australian tax if they're selling games in Australia. So 
I'm thinking is is that going to be something that happens as well if this store is UK based? Yeah, are they going to have to add, you know, extra like, on they get stuck in, Yeah, that's not good. Well, Batman is officially 145 dollars again, so. <sighs> <laughs> uh, it might be still on sale on Steam if you quickly check if your computer can run it. No. Uh, check the UK I, store. Uh, do I? Uh, maybe I can get it the way I got it. Uh, LA Noir. I got LA Noir cheap via a website that That's Mike, true. Michael says. You, you said it was controversial lately. It was. Uh, you, like G2A? Yeah. Yeah, that's G2A. It seems so shady, but the deal was so good. <laughs> Apparently some... Keys have popped up through there that are not legitimate. But G2A yeah. is saying that's not actually their fault. They've been, in those instances, they've been supplied illegitimate keys under like false pretenses. So they're trying to do the right thing and occasionally someone gives them a false one. And according but, to another Google search that I've just done, it's uh, Westpac, NAB, Combank and ANZ that charge uh, foreign transaction fee of 3%. Now, that probably doesn't mean much to people who aren't Australian, <laughs> but those are just the four big banks that we've got yeah. here. And like Commonwealth owns Bankwest, so that's why it's happened to me. Yep, and that's that's me as well. So I've probably been getting charged and didn't even notice. Yeah, I didn't know either because I buy my um, PS Plus Occasionally, like through the store, yeah, actually paying more. You're better off going to a shop, buying the code, and doing it that way. I was living yeah. in such sweet bliss. You've ruined it. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was happy. I've blown this I was wide the... open. We got a case to crack, and that's why. Oh yes, we do have a case to crack. That's why we had this. This is good news, space. I was actually I was reading this because all it says is PSN foreign fees. I did not know, and I'm just reading that like that's not news. That's who cares. Who cares about money? But um, no, that's actually pretty good. I like it. Should we get on to that case that we have to crack? Yeah. Oh, we should. $16. Oh, sorry. I've just seen the link that you sent me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, insert jazz here. Yeah. Let's start talking about L.A. Noir. Is that is that music that I hear edited in post? So that's is that the sound of your voice being deleted in post? Because <laughs> he well, you don't want to play the music after us. <laughs> no, I put it in between. Okay. Anyway, should we go through these notes, or how do we want to go through? Let's start with Michael. Yeah, you chose this one. I did. Why okay. why why did you choose it? I chose this game because Alain Noir, the two thousand and lever lever, <laughs> two thousand and eleven. <laughs> game that was released by Bondi and Rockstar I think is I think it's a modern classic I think it does deserve recognition for what it tried to do and in a lot of ways succeeded in doing and like yes it's got some problems that we're going to talk about but I think it did something that the industry was like hey that's that's cool. That's different, and I I wish there was there was more of it. It's definitely a standout game in a positive way. Like it's a game people are gonna keep talking about, um, and not because it's badly made yeah. or it's an indie game. 
it's like a it's a completely different triple a game experience exactly yeah I, de- I definitely agree with that sentiment i this is so busy, like i don't know how to put it into words uh clearly playing this game you're gonna have to after <laughs> so we've played banjo we've played one shot and they're you know like well banjo's okay to me <laughs> Uh, and one shot was good, but this was just, I haven't played a triple A game like this in so long. It's so polished. Oh, did you really love it? I, I really enjoyed this. I understand there's a lot of, uh, critique for this game because I, I went through it. I didn't end up finishing it, but I ha- had like a, cause I know I'm not going to play any more of it because I'll be playing the next game. Um, so I had to I had to find out what happened in the story and all that, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, and I thought it was a really like well crafted game, had really good ideas, um, some of which didn't exactly go all the way. Um, but I thought it was a very well made game. Now, Matt, you, you're you're the only one of us that hasn't already played it. Yeah, so I this, this was completely fresh to me. I didn't even know anything about this game except that you were a detective in the history times, in the not the present. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, from someone who, you know, two weeks ago hadn't played a set, like anything of this, it was a good game. I like it. Cool. <laughs> what, what are so, your thoughts? Well, okay. Welcome. Like, welcome to the club. I, I love <laughs> the this game. The game club. <laughs> the reason I think that it has suffered a little bit is from what is not actually, I don't think, a part of the game, you know. I agree. If, the box art is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we see people assume that the open worldy stuff was added as Rockstar got more involved towards the end of development the core of the game, which is the actual investigation, is is great. There's there's nothing wrong there. But people had a problem with it. Kind of boring, not much to do open world. Because I don't actually find it boring. I actually really like the world in terms of design and oh, yeah. aesthetic. Definitely. I really like it. Very but well the, done. the patrol crimes, a lot of people have problem with. I wish they were maybe a little bit more varied. Mm. But... I, but I don't have a huge problem with them. It can be a good thing to mix up the flow. I didn't play much of them because this is the podcast for the busy gamer. I'm a busy yeah. man. I've been cleaning for a house inspection. So, like, and as you said, it's a very well crafted world, but it wasn't one that I saw much of as soon as I learned you could get your partner to drive everywhere. Yeah, which is, um, which is a fantastic feature. Yeah, that is a yeah. great feature. But my thing with the world is I honestly feel like it would be better because there's, a, I think, three major divisions. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, four. Well, there's four desks. Um, but yeah, three def- departments. Like, but, yeah, Central, Hollywood, and... Uh, um, yes, yes, yes. It's Wilshire. It's Wil- Wilshire, yeah. yeah. Fireland. It's called Fireland. Um, I feel like it would have actually been better off if all these places, uh, if it was all in Hollywood maybe, and because there are a lot of segments that I would be doing somewhere and I would kind of like chasing a perp through the streets and I go, have I been here before? This looks familiar. But no, I'd never been there before in the whole game. 
it would have been better if it could if I could have gone like, hey, it's this place where I was doing this. Hey, right over there, that's where that lady died. Oh, what a what a beautiful small world. Apparently it's very faithful to actual 1947 LA. They like took street maps from back then. And it's like a faithful design. And so I guess that's just at that time the city probably wasn't well defined. I guess you can tell the areas apart, but within the areas, it's like there is an apartment, there is an apartment, there is a shop, there is a shop. Like it's all, it's all uniform in those areas. Um, so talking about the driving, I um, yes, I also took advantage of uh, the partner driving feature a lot. In fact, um, I don't think I ever drove. I ne- I think I only heard one of the. Um, extra like the drive-by mission whatever it's called Mm -hmm. uh apart from that i never heard of one and i never accepted one because i didn't care i just wanted to get where i'm going so i can get the next clues to tell someone that they're the criminal (laughs) you you are the criminal (laughs) you are the criminal well how do do we want to go through this um we can go through the desks but i wanted to quickly on the driving um i i did not like it (laughs) the driving in this game i'm not sure if it's uh, like the controls I was playing on PC, um, but I hated chase scenes uh, in cars because two things: driving is bloody hard. Like turning corners, I just either like swing around and smack into a car or like overshoot <laughs> the turn. Yeah, uh, and yeah, just definitely. just and trying to weave between like uh, the houses or bins and in the back alleys. No, nah, not happening. I really like the driving. Really. <laughs> Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't hate it, um, but I definitely agree with Adrian's points. I mean, honestly, you could just say that's honest to what cars were like back then. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe uh, I, think I did it, like the looks of the cars. They actually did themselves a favor by not only the cars look good, like nothing. None of the cars are incredibly fast. They don't get up to the, anywhere near the speeds that a GTA car does. Yeah, yeah. And that, that makes their handling better because if they were really fast and big clunky things, then they'd really be hard to handle. So I, f- I felt like they found a nice spot where there's the driving has challenge because of their turning not being as tight, um, but it's not impossible. It's easier with the controller. This time around mm-hmm. I played with the controller and oh, it's okay. much better because you, you can choose the acceleration. But if you just press W on the keyboard, you go f- full uh, pedal yeah. to the metal and then yeah. you're going like too fast at times. Um, I kind of agree. Maybe my controller just wasn't uh, good enough. I tried it with both a PlayStation 4 and a uh, Steam controller. And both of them just, it was, I, I just gave up in the end and used, used mouse and keyboard. Um, yeah. But with chasing, I swear to God, the rubber banding was phenomenal. When you're chasing people, do they just sometimes shoot to superhuman, like, oh, suddenly it's you saying oh, like Bob. running on foot? Yeah. But, yeah. but the same with cars deliberate. as well. Like, you're very close to them. And then um, then they'll just hit the warp drive and then they'll just be gone and around the corner. And you're just like, what just happened? <laughs> uh, but on foot, it's like, what's the point of being able to tackle people if they can just do a shot of adrenaline and sprint to the next block. Like, it's just crazy. I liked um, Cole's, uh, like, as you're chasing someone, you start tapping left, well, for me it was left click to, like, yeah. tackle them. He just starts to suddenly speed up and it looks really funny. <laughs> yeah. He finds another gear. 
Yeah. Like rather than them slow down to make it look like you're gaining, you speed up as well. <laughs> yeah, but it's like animation doesn't quite relay yeah. that properly. It kind of just looks like he's stomping really fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so should we start on desks or do we want to pick apart the core of the game a little bit more? No, let's go through the desks. All right. So, okay. the f- so we started off as a patrol technically. There's a bit of on tutorial on the feet. I wanted um, this desk to be longer. What, patrol? Yeah. I thought that patrol would actually be a good way to incorporate the um, street missions mm. because, like, like in the one with the guy who's been shot in the street, like you happening upon and then a case opening rather than simply being told by your superiors, hey, go out here, there's been a crime. Yeah, It'd be that's... cool if you were like cold and you ran to the scene and there was a chance maybe if you got there quick enough, you could see someone getting away and you could then chase them and come back, like fl- flesh it out, like be more involved in the world than simply I'm going to do a job. Hang on, I'm writing this down for my notes for Eleanor too. <laughs> I think that, but I think that plays to the whole game where it's like, it's not as dynamic as you might think it is. Yeah. Like, like some of the things you're like, oh, maybe if I fail this, then I won't have this piece of evidence and or if I do succeed in this, I can catch the guy early. But it just uh, a lot of the game is is kind of uh, linear, even though you'd think given the nature of the game, it would be more open. Mm, Which I isn't necessarily bad, but I feel like if like a patrol desk could have been could have been useful in incorporating parts of the game that weren't necessarily as polished as the core of the other four desks because that's where the game was taking place. Everything else was like tutorial and bonus stuff, but you yeah. could, they could have brought that a little bit together. Um, well, I think it's clear why they didn't do that and the, the way the formula is is because this is a TV show, you know, and each, oh, yeah. each crime is an episode and each desk is a season for sure. Um, oh, definitely. Definitely feels like it. Uh, Season so, one, traffic. Oh, so the pilot was, of course, the patrol. Yeah. But so season one, <laughs> traffic. Uh, I liked, I liked the start, but I did find it a bit kind of weird that everything was a big case. And I guess, of course, it's designed to be like that. And I think it would have been a real uh, kick to the head if uh, you know you did a case and then it ended up being a cold case. Uh, because I've seen people suggest that. They're like, oh, it should be dynamic, as Adrian said. But they should, I feel like they could have had some traffic cases where, you know, nothing overly uh, law-breaking was happening exactly. Like just as, oh, this car was stolen, that's it. Okay, cool, thanks. Well, they do kind of have that with the, um, the one where the kid uh, you catch a kid who's got a stolen, who's bought a stolen car. Yeah, but that's a whole crime ring. That's like a big, yeah, that's a big racket. I like that case though. Sure. Yeah, it is a good case. I don't think that I honestly, kind of going forward as well, I don't think that there's a case I disliked in this whole no, game. No, most of them are very good. In fact, I liked on the traffic desk, I really liked the first uh, first traffic one because it's kind of like your first big case where you're you know you're on a desk you have a partner and you're going to do a case and this is the one where you go to the car that's left out on the tracks Mm. train tracks and it's just full of blood and 
I love that it's kind of like a misdirection where it's like this car's full of blood. You're you know you're on a full murder case. It's going to be an insane kind of thing, and it mm. kind of throws you off because in the end it's just pig's blood and it's someone who's just trying to run away. It's like it's making it's trying to set you up for this big like oh it's a big murder with lots of blood and gruesome, but it's just a it's just a cheating husband. Yeah, in the end. yeah. Well, see, because if it was like murder, it would be taken out of traffic's hands. Yeah, but it begins as like it's a missing person's possible foul play, so they get to have a crack at it themselves, and that makes it really cool as well. I, I really loved the console's car, which is a DLC <laughs> That's case. <very> good. <laughs> and um, you click on lie at one point, and then Phelps is just like, "You f- boys, don't you?" And it's just like, "Whoa, you gotta calm <laughs> down." <laughs> Yeah, some of the things in this game, like it's got a bit of that Mass Effect thing where it's like it says one thing, yeah, but it comes out another way, and you're like, oh, okay, he seems like he's telling, like he's telling the truth, but he's hiding something. I'll go doubt. And Phelps is then like, you just you stabbed everybody in town, didn't you? And it's like, no, that's not what I wanted to accuse him of. I actually read up um, that apparently in the early builds of the game, truth and doubt used to be like coerce and force. And you can really tell, especially the ones that you miss, like if it's supposed to be doubt and you hear truth, Phelps just says, yes. Like he doesn't say anything. He's just like, okay. Uh, and if it's doubt and he's wrong, he's like, I will kill you and your children and your children's children. Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> like so I've, extreme. That first happened to me in traffic in the, um, oh, it was the console's car. When you go to the house of the guy who stole the wheels and the flag, um, the wife, I I asked her, okay, like, now where is he or something? And she goes like, oh, I don't know, he went out. Um, and I what, I doubted her because, I'm, because, because I sort of knew this about the game that doubt was not so much, I don't believe you, but it's like you're not telling me everything. Mm. Yeah. So I doubt her. That's apparently incorrect. And Cole goes like off his face, saying that he'll put out like a shoot to kill order on the guy. And then she's all <laughs> like, "Please, no, he's. I don't know where he is." But it's I, yeah, it's kind of weird. I feel like if we could have like had kind of like the Fallout Four system, how it says words like what they're actually gonna say. Um, yeah. Or that was the thing with lie as well. Let's talk about like yeah. Let's talk about this the, this big interrogation part of the game like right now while we're on the topic. Lie, if you noticed, at sometimes you'd be thinking, okay, what they've just said, that's not really a lie. But you hit lie. Cole will then say another question sometimes, mm. and that's yeah. what the lie is about. But it's like, but I don't know. I need to hit lie for him to accuse that and then prove that. I'm still focusing on this first thing that I select. And yeah. so occasionally that was done poorly in that I'm going, well, he's not lying. That is true, but I have to select lie. I just really disliked that, um, you know, the people, they were like good actors, but at the start they were too obvious Um and, and so you kind of thought they were lying because they were really obviously acting, um, but they're telling the truth. And then you yell at a poor girl for nothing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then eventually they start being the correct amount of acting. And then they start just 
lying through their teeth so well and you're just like, I don't even know what it's anything. And then I'm just using those intuition points like they're nothing. <laughs> yeah. You get like a dozen throughout the game and I just kind of like, oh, yeah, I need, I need to know this. There you go. Oh, no, I don't have it for the rest of the next two cases. But on the um, facial kind of thing and the acting, the, the whole um, the special mechanics they used and the, the technology I guess they used is very good. I think some of these are some of the best facial animations in games, even beating games today. Yeah, the, the motion scan, wow. Like, sure, there are some textures, like a pile of popcorn that's very obviously flat. That's bad. <laughs> but the faces... I reckon, like they still hold up. Like they're not, oh, yeah. they're not the best, but they still hold up. Like sometimes the lips blur with the teeth a little bit, and yeah, like, but that's like a texture problem again. Mm. The actual movement of their faces is very good. Children, however, look like horrible, creepy dolls. <laughs> uh, at, Thank God, at the very too many. at the very end of the game, is a burnt creepy doll. And you're just on the floor and very, very... I, don't, I just don't like any part of children. Is children in this game are disturbing, dead or alive. Oh. I mean, I'm actually getting flashbacks right now of one girl that just shouts, Mommy, where's Mommy? And it's just like... Oh, yeah, the two kids towards the end of Homicide. Yeah. Are little creepy Ex- children. Exorcism, oh, yeah. please. All right, sorry. Adrian. Can Mommy come home now? <laughs> um, do you think... They could look any better if that if this game was remastered today or a sequel was made and they used the same technology. I would say um, yes. Yeah, I, I reckon they they could do really well uh, if they remade this game. Or no, if they I'd made a sequel. a sequel. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say I'd prefer a sequel as well. Um, Rockstar have written haven't written off the idea of a sequel, but there's no developer to make it because Bondi shut down. Which is part I think of the problem. I read somewhere that Bondi was talking. Uh, sorry, uh, Rockstar was talking about a bunch of franchises, and they mentioned they're like, "We're not done with LNR." Did one of you say that, or did I read that somewhere? I think I, read somewhere because it, it popped up semi recently because there was the rumor of LNR going to the Switch. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to buy that. Uh, no. <laughs> um, someone was saying I read uh, like just tonight that. No one knows where the rights are. That they don't know if it's Team Bondi that has the rights or like a remnant of Team Bondi. And so technically the intellectual property doesn't belong to Rockstar. That's something that I read just a few moments ago. I don't have a source. I reckon like they could easily pay out if it's Brandon McNamara who was the creator. They could like because he doesn't have a company anymore, they could just buy or rent the rights, I guess. Yeah, just pay him for it. Yeah. But he was apparently not a good guy to work for. But on to no. homicide. <laughs> <laughs> to homicide. Okay, My, I have, I do have a bone to pick with this a little bit, and it's that every case you get is linked to an overarching story. And I was like hoping that they wouldn't all be. I was hoping that like you might start with one or two that are like just n- not related. They're other murders, mm. but that, but it turns out they're all. Uh, related to that uh, serial killer, and not over. Not only are they all related, they all try to act like red herrings, but you know that they're all related. 
Yeah. Well, there's only like two that I remember that solidly, um, like the evidence was really like, oh, this was planted. Like I wanted an option to say this was so planted. Can you not see this? Um, and there was even one case, uh, I'm trying to think. It's actually the one with the guy from Lost in it, um, which was very weird seeing a famous actor um, in a, a video game. It's weird seeing an actor's face in a video game. Well, there's quite a few of them here, actually. The main character is a guy from Mad Men, um, and a bunch of them are from Mad Men, actually, even the, some of the males and females. One of them I know is from Lost. Um, yeah, they used a lot of... <laughs> Wayne's World actor as the car salesman. <laughs> oh boy, um, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to currently is it, go through is all he, the cases. Is he the guy in the Moller case? Yeah, I, I believe so. He tries the, to the burn husband. his shoes. Yeah, that's exactly the guy. He's not from Last. He's from um, Heroes. But he's isn't he? From, uh, anyway, um, yeah. So that guy, so we know who we're talking about now. I don't yeah, remember. In the, the trunk of the name. car is a, is very planted evidence. Yeah. That and implicates both of the people. Yeah. Mm. That's what I found really weird as well. I'm like, this is both of you. This is like, you're both the um, murderer, but you know that it's neither of them. And then the game's just like, you got to make the right decision here, but they're both the wrong decision. Yeah. Yeah, this is part of like one of my other gripes with the game in terms of its like dynamic or lack of dynamic play is like I'd like I was playing with my roommate and we figured out early on like spoilers by the way that it was the um bartender because we just made that link that Cole hadn't in the game for scripting reasons. Yeah. But there was no way to start chasing that because the game wasn't going to let you. Yeah. And that was kind of annoying. It's like if I've already figured that out then surely we should be able to act on that. This is such a good I think it, game. It got a little bit bogged down in in the overarching plot of homicide. Yeah, I feel like that. You know, the old Sherlock games where you actually uh, typed in something, like you had to figure it out, and then you typed it in, um, like oh, something to do with water. It's the Thames. Um, yeah, I, I wish you could have. Like, there was an option. You go on your pad and you write down. You just say. This guy is the murderer. And then the, the game just instantly goes, case closed. Like, I don't know if you played the game before or if you're just that smart, but you win. Okay. Like, I can't argue with this. But, like, it could branch. So if you figure it out by, like, case, even not case one. In case one, you actually you meet him. Yeah. Um, but you don't get yeah. to interrogate him. But and I guess that would then defeat the purpose of if this you being a detective game. Yeah. But if you figured it out, say, case two, and we're able to type in like bartender. It should then, it shouldn't go like case over. It should be like that's just a hunch. Uh, it should then go about like try locate the bartender, interrogate him. At that point, you wouldn't have enough evidence and have it like have it continue through every case that you're like not nah, need like have like Phelps because he's a very um he's a very fixated guy. Mm. So if you could figure that yeah. out, you could work it easily into the other cases where he keeps. Um, try and get police records like onto the guy. Maybe the guy doesn't have any stable records. He uses different names because, like, he pretends to be Shelley. Like, well, and make this this other thing happening as you're solving people's deaths. Yeah. Well, I found the whole like I found doing homicide 
really fun, but the end, like the whole overarching plot, to me just uh, really wasn't like it was just such a letdown. And so, it was. because, it, and I understand that, and it, it is actually a theme going in, but. But it also changes the gameplay by that final case where it becomes this weird Easter egg hunt. Yeah, and it's that no was... longer like an actual case. Yeah, I did enjoy that, um, except for the balancing rope things <laughs> because it says, well, when are you going to fall over? Stop. Oh, yeah. So then you stop and then you fall over anyway. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. trying to balance was just impossible. I just, I just had to suffice with walking like two feet and falling off and getting back up and walking two feet and falling off. I couldn't figure it out. Um, but that happens towards the end of the game as well where it becomes less about gathering evidence and, and um, acu- uh, talking to people and interrogating people and more about just like go here, find evidence, trigger next cutscene. I think yeah, you go to the next place. You start to watch a story unfold. Yeah. I think this is a problem that a lot of games actually have where due to the way that they want the action of the story to be portrayed, they lose what made the game the game it was. Um, like, I didn't mind the, you know, Easter egg hunt. That I actually found that fun. Uh, it's but, very fun, but it doesn't make any sense to suddenly have that. Why didn't we have that a bit earlier on in Homicide mm. to gear you up that, hey, this game occasionally does almost Sherlock-style finding of clues, not this logical police finding of clues all the time. Well, that's, but it that's suddenly just occurs. Yeah, that's the thing as well is um, speaking what we were talking about before, what if you went to the fountain? Could you have found the evidence there like and the note mm. already there? Well, it may not have been placed there yet. Well, yeah, I don't think it would have been, but it would have been interesting if you could go to the fountain and find it early on. Um it's just, I don't know, to me, doing it was fun, but then thinking about the story aspects of it afterwards was uh, just a huge letdown. Yeah, the fact that he was kind of like, he obviously put them all there to point him, to point you where to where he was, but then he, you get there and he's like, oh, you found me. How did you, like, find me? Oh, you're so smart. It's like you, 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 you wanted us to get here. Like he didn't even prepare anything. He prepared a shotgun. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> it. I want a Home Alone style trapped church. <laughs> he did have a trap door that he escaped down. That's true. He also it's... has like his uh, little murder room thing with the bathtub. Yeah. And uh, the... like, he probably should have gotten away for the theming of the story and maybe As pop in... up later. So, like, you know who he is now. You've tried to take him down once, but he w- was able to escape. And then what, you see him again probably in Arsene. Yeah, and then he changes tactics, you know. Mm. No, no, I like that it tied up tied up and off and moved on. I would have... The season I mean, already... structure is good. Like, the death structure is good. But yeah. I'm just saying that last the last case of homicide tries to do something different but too late in the desk to make it feel worthwhile and it feels like a letdown because the desk has been really good on actual puzzle, like, case design that the overarching and final case is a letdown. Yeah. Well, I um, 
kind of disagree with the, the fact that, you know, you're saying that it wrapped up so neatly because the character uh, story arc, so to speak, of the murderer. Um, but then all the other characters and their story arcs go on throughout the entire game. Are you talking about, like, it was a Mickey Cohen and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, Mickey Cohen, um, Sh- Courtney Sheldon, uh, like, they, uh, the True. Doctor, but, uh, Fontaine, they but kept popping up. But that was all leading to the big uh, big end that, that is arson. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I can really talk about homicide except for, yeah, that's that's my final review for homicide. Uh, the segment of the game, not the act of actually doing it, um, <laughs> is, it was good to play uh, but kind of lackluster to reflect upon. Now we're into Vice. Yeah, I think this is where the game started to get difficult. Like it's like, all right, you know how to do it. You've had time like learning the the interrogation and finding evidence and using the right evidence, using the right evidence to get the information out of people. This is where it started to really kind of push it to like, yeah, the right to the edges. And the the missions were so long. Like I do not know yeah. about you guys, but it was just. Like, I I had to stop. Like, normally I'd do a uh, whole case and then I'd stop and have a break, but I had to, this is the first time I had to take multiple stops during a single case. There were fewer in um, Vice, but they were all long and mm. I think they were pretty good. I, I liked Vice. Vice has five cases, which is just as many as Traffic. Yeah, but originally it only That's... had... Three. But then again, yeah, so, did, it, so did Traffic originally only had three anyway. They would have so been I'm, too short without the DLC. Like, traffic is really good with those two extra ones. I wanted more of that. Sorry, just going back quickly. Like Stefan Bukowski, I think, is my favorite companion, like partner. Yeah. <laughs> partner. He's like, I really like him. Man, I really hated Royal. Like, yeah, he's I terrible. Think does. I think but that's the point. Like, yeah. He's deliberately I, bad. Yeah. I didn't mind Rusty. Like Rusty, you know, you kind of grew. Rusty's cool. He, yeah. he grew on you kind of thing. Um, I didn't really spend that much time with Biggs. I actually had to, yeah, it's, I didn't couldn't complete the game, unfortunately. But Biggs at the start of Arson was he was an ass. Do you know who well, he this... is? What else he has done? No. He's in Batman. Is he really? He's the guy who locks himself in with the Joker in the Dark Knight and gets the mirror shard put to his throat. Keith Zarabjaka. I probably said that horribly wrong, but that's the actor's name. Zarabajka or something. Zarabajka. Yeah, he was in the Dark Knight. Mm. There's so many familiar faces, especially um, Leland. Um, He's that Australian, I believe he's an Australian actor. Which one's Leland? Uh, he's the guy. He's arson? Yeah, he's the guy behind the building in Arson. He's the like head of the uh, building. Oh, that's company. right, Leland Monroe. Or yeah, that's that's the that's the guy. He's a very, I think, maybe the most famous. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what level of fame there is in here. It's so hard recognizing actors, to be quite honest. There is a lot of faces, and you're like, I've seen that somewhere. One of them. The guy, I don't know the, actor's name. the guy from Charmed. The guy from Charmed. 
<laughs> he's there's one. I don't know the actor's name, but he's he plays a lot of like dull characters in movies, and he's got like a thin face, kind of bald with a long nose. And his face, like he's on a he's on a character in one of the missions, but then his face popped up a bunch of other times in just walking down the street. Was that the old or, guy um, in the console's car? I reckon I saw his face. You know that don't test me, Sunny guy who took the book and things like that. Bold, I, thin guy. Who's the old remember. guy? I reckon I kept seeing his face as the old man, like wandering around. Like, oh, there's an old man. Oh, it's the cranky old guy from the console's car. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of repeat faces. Man, I, but I guess that's understandable. I swear women, like I was playing the game. And I don't know if I've just can't recognize women in video games. I mean, I can do it in real life, but in this I was like didn't we just talk? Like have, have didn't weren't you in the case before? No, you're someone completely new. Okay. All right. I'm trying to find the name of the actor for I didn't get to play much of Vice. I was in it at the time that we finished because we are busy gamers. Um, From what I I actually don't remember it very well, so I would like to finish it off. Uh, Roy Earl is a terrible guy. Yeah. Everything I remember, though, in Vice, part of the reason they're long cases is that everything seems to have something else going on. So Mm. the guy's... In the first one, Black Caesar are dead from morphine. We know through if you've been finding the newspapers that the morphine is being um, done by Courtney and Fontaine. They're like supplying people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then there's like they're all, the guy is running like a numbers racket as well. Yeah. And then uh, in River Madness, which obviously from the title, like there's – I do believe there is some, uh, like it's mostly about marijuana, but then it's also got the uh, morphine in it as well. And it's just everything's everywhere and it's all kind of interconnected. I feel like Vice felt a lot. It's funny because there wasn't as much of an overarching plot in Vice, I think, but they felt, like they all just strung along all together in Vice. Well, it's like it f- connected back onto the overarching main plot of the game. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I think that's why it was harder to see Vice's kind of minor plot is because Vice's plot was the entire game's plot. Yeah. Um, I actually... Tough to bring it to light. Yeah. What, what did you... Uh, so, Michael, from what you remember and Adrian, from what you've played, what do you guys think of the ending of Vice's story? That is the, like, the downfall of Phelps, isn't it? Yes. This is where I started to get annoyed with the story. Really? Because I liked Phelps as the, like, lawful good does no like, he's all about abiding by the law and abiding by good morals kind of thing. So when he started cheating on his wife uh, with the with Elsa, I think it is, um, I was like, no, I, I, no, you're not doing that, Cole. That's not what yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly didn't believe it and then I was in denial for a little bit as well. I was like, no, he's he's doing something. Like this is, this is Phelps, you know, he's got something going on. Because I felt the same way because like, yes, we've seen in the past like, this, ha, having another look at it now, I'm a bit older. I've 
sort of paid more attention to the stuff that happened to him during the war. Mm. He's not actually lawful good. Yeah, that's exactly, like, I really like, uh, it kind of reflects as well, like, the point when it's really slamming down the hard flashbacks from the war is right before his downfall. And so you can see, um, you know, he wins all these awards in the war because he was in shock and he was frozen with fear um, and because he was so still, he wasn't killed. Yeah, um, he didn't actually do anything. Yeah, and so he was a bad lieutenant and then he's a bad husband. Um, and I think I think this is actually where I really wanted to finish the game because it was such a plot twist to me. Um, and this is really how the Star Wars prequels should have been, such a shining knight falling to such disgrace. Yeah. Um, I just really, to me... It's it, really good. It's really intriguing. Like, it it went from such a 2D character to me, um, like, with, with a bit of depth, like a small, tiny, little bit of depth. Yeah. Um, to, like, whoa. Like, he felt like a such more three-dimensional character to me. But it it is annoying because you also feel through a lot of the game when the overarching thing isn't really happening, you start to put yourself on Phelps. Yeah. Yeah. You start to blow that line in that I sort of, when I first played it, was thinking like, I am Phelps. I am super cop. I do good. And then it turns out like, no, he's actually like super obsessed at succeeding. He can only work within the confines of like black and white. Like he goes, I must do this. I've been told to do this. I will do this, which gives him like heaps of other problems. Mm. But then so the, he's like, he's really interesting. Yeah. And then the vice, like at the ending of vice, he's cheating on his wife with this, um, like with Elsa. And a lot of people were saying on the, on the internet, so a lot of people were saying that it was out of the blue. And I really think it's actually quite well done how it's, it's not out of the blue, but it's kind of exponential. Um, yeah. both with, like, he meets Elsa, then he goes to the club by himself. Um, one of the other cops mentions Phelps' uh, wife, and then I think I think that's Rusty mentions Phelps' wife, and then Roy Earl mentions um, the fact that Cole is, like, staring at a girl's ass or something. And then suddenly all this black and white just shifts to all these swirling greys, it's beautiful. But it, it's it's a parallel of his wartime in that that was also exponential. If, if you look at it as well, it all takes place in one year, which is kind of unrealistic, but they're trying to say that, like, as his career in both the war and in the police force ramped up and he was awarded and applauded and he was getting promoted, it all ramps up at the end where he's so... He's so blind to everything and thinks that he is so good that he then does he then just does what he wants in this big like sort of outburst of it, like a break of character. He's like, I've been yeah. doing it exactly what everybody wants, and then he snaps and does just the complete wrong thing, and it's happened all over again. He actually didn't learn. You think you're on a path of redemption as the game is going along and showing how you stuffed up, and you feel sorry for him but he's learned nothing and he does it again. Yeah. I, I thought it was 
like storyline top notch. Good. <laughs> I, I stopped playing um, just after Vice ran out of time. Uh, That's okay. But I, I did. Weird. Yeah, I did uh, read and watch about the end, so I want to talk about that. But Adrian, did you have any notes about any of the arson cases? Well, I did just, um, I kind of smashed out arson when I got home today um, because I just wanted to finish. I had forgotten, uh, again, spoilers, it's too late now, you're in. Um, It's an old game. (laughs) I'd forgotten and you reminded me, Michael, that you start to play as someone else towards the end of the game and that's Jack Kelso. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I'd rather play it than read about it. So I just got home at four and then just played it nonstop. Um, and yeah, the arson's pretty good. Uh, again, it's got that, like, everything's overarching from the start. There's no like lead in case. The only case it isn't is the DLC case, obviously. That's a Um, good case though. It is. It is a good case. Especially, um, I like how it starts. It's just kind of in. Don't say that. Now I need to play it. (laughs) It arson, like, I would say even if you don't have time, Obviously, if you don't have time, you can't. But if you can find time, finish it anyway because it's it is very good. Um, and although it does start to get, I don't streamlined. like the Jack Kelso stuff really. I, I it's like, good for the plot. Yeah, I like from what I read because I like seeing the flashbacks and then when he starts getting tied in at the end of Vice. But I don't think there was any need to have to change to play as him. It's a very well, strange choice. It was kind of necessary. I mean, the story made that happen more than anything. But they didn't have to. Like, you can do it as simple as this. Like, because apparently they addressed this at the time. They're like, oh, we wrote ourselves into a corner. Phelps had been demoted. He wasn't allowed to do anything. Jack Kelso can do something because he's a private eye and then he gets deputized. It's like, okay, don't write that. How about writing that Phelps has to secretly only operating at night with Kelso as his partner, mm. they together have to do it because it, I still want to be Phelps. I don't want to be this other random guy. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I haven't played it, but I agree with that um, just on principle. And, you know, that could actually add a layer as well because, you because know, they hate each if, other. <laughs> oh, yeah. I And they've got some good interactions, especially uh, in the ending cutscene. I was like, Mm, this is some good stuff. I, w- I would watch this TV show. Um, but, yeah, it would add another level of, like, stealth. If a cop sees you, that's that's it. you got to restart from the last checkpoint kind of thing. Um, that's something that's kind of not really in this game. It's a, There's, like, two, I think, bits where you got to stalk someone and, and um, follow them back home or something. And uh, both... In your, <laughs> and both of those times I purposely failed it so I could skip it because it was off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sometimes didn't work. I liked the one that was in the coffee shop in traffic where you sit in the booth and mm. hear the conversation. Yeah, that one was yeah, good. Yeah, that was good. I there just, could have been more stuff like that. I forget who it was. Um, it was the one where I think it was the setup, the one with the boxer. Uh, yeah. And... I'm following her and she turns around and I'm behind a wall, like a physical wall, and she oh, she saw me somehow. Okay. Your finger was sticking out. Okay. All right. My my shadow must have rendered through the wall. Um, 
But so do we want to talk about the ending? ending. We can. The ending. Uh, right at the end when uh, they finally track figure down, out. yeah, figure out what's happening, that the overarching big scam that all, all the big wigs in town are a part of. Um, I think it's a pretty good ending. I think it wraps it up nicely and it brings it to a nice, like this complicated thing to a nice conclusion. Well, I, I thought the complicated ending, um, like well, complicated game, had a complicated ending where Broy, of all people, is the one giving the speech at your funeral. Yeah, at yeah but that's funeral. because he's a horrible person. But I kind of and he's riding he, on your coattails. Yeah, but I kind of actually think that there's he, a lot of things he rats you out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I saw that newspaper. He he rats you out, which is like total d bag. But at the same time, I like to believe that he's actually like these are the first genuine words he's spoken in years, and that I he, don't believe it. Oh yeah, I know. It's <laughs> he, he probably didn't. I'm just living in my world of naivete. But he got you. He tells you when you start vice. He's like, I got you because you do good work, and I'm lazy and like kickbacks. Yeah. And then, yeah, in the end, he's like, oh, he redeemed himself and I, I was his partner. And uh, that, you know, therefore, I'm the good guy as well. And it's like, you, you're just the worst. So many people at that funeral are just like, that's what that funeral is like about. They're like, no one here like cares except for like Jack in the end has turned around his opinion a bit. And then, um, yeah, I was going to say Biggs is like, you you weren't his friend. Um, was it was it Biggs that said that? Yeah, he yeah. tells yeah. Jack. Um, I and I think it also shows again. I did play it, but I have seen it. Like Elsa, like you actually see Elsa care for Phelps, whereas Phelps's wife, I think they purposely left off screen to show that, uh, you know, she wasn't that important to him. I don't think yeah. she had forgiven him. It didn't mean anything to her that he wound up dead after cheating on her. Yeah. So she's going, no, I'm not going to his funeral. No, I meant like Elsa definitely cared. I think Elsa they purposely, did care. I think purposely they like left Philip's wife out of previously in the game. Like, yeah, like it wasn't she wasn't seen at all until the uh, one yeah. got seen. So she's only seen once. Is that also deliberate? Like, do we see the game? Do we see this story from? like an omnipotent point of view or almost Phelps' state of mind. So he puts his family out of his mind when he's working and things like that. That's what I was actually thinking. I, I think was so. thinking he purposely left them um, separately because that's how much of a professional he is. But after, you know, playing that part of Vice, I just, I honestly think that it, he probably did care about his daughters and I'm pretty sure they were young in the... Uh, in the game, if they were older, they would have appeared more. Um, yeah. And, but I don't think he really loved his wife properly, especially when you consider, you know, he's just been through a war. So uh, he, like, I don't know when he married her. Um, I don't know if it says it in the game, but like. It would have been before he joined. Yeah. And then, you know, he comes back home to this stranger and these two strange kids, which is something that happened quite frequently historically. And but then he meets Elsa and he falls in love. And it's like I definitely don't condone it. Um 
And but is, if, he, is he a different guy almost pretending to be the guy he was? Yeah, that's that's exactly what it's like. And I, I think, that, see, this is what I'm saying. It's three-dimensional. <laughs> 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 it's good. I, I really enjoyed it and I am probably going to finish Arson, especially uh, with, uh, with uh, Adrian's recommendation. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Even, even though you know the story, it's still good to play through. Do you think you'll uh, ever come back to it again, Michael? I think I've done it twice now. I'd just like the series to continue in some way. I think the way they write their short stories, the way the cases are done by themselves are like excellent. And then this and then yeah, the complicated plot overall, it works and there is a depth there and there is a good story there to be found. It stumbled a little bit but no game is perfect, but some of those cases are like perfect police puzzle adventure yeah, games. Yeah. You know, I'd definitely be down for a sequel or a, re- uh, a spiritual successor or something. Yeah, definitely uh, something. Um, I've, I've got a kind of question that I'm just going to bounce on you guys. If there was a sequel or successor, what is a uh, feature you would like to add, remove or change? Um, I'd like to add more, more dynamic parts to it. So yeah, like if you can figure something out earlier than you, maybe you get the evidence or, or you get the location or something, being able to get, go down that avenue before you could, like before the game lets you, like if you figure out that a location Mm. might be where some evidence is or where someone's like hiding out, but you don't have, you haven't gone to another place that has that location being able to go to the game well and and um, ringing something up and finding out the evidence, yeah, just more more dynamic. Like if the person figures it out, it should be figured. Like it should be that the, the the character in the game has figured it out. That's a good point. What about yourself, Michael? I'd probably in the interrogations make how we said before make those choices of truth down lie make them a bit more. Um, fleshed out in okay what am i going to say if i choose that i, I would to like for interrogation yeah like that's good being able to kind of back out a bit because if you if you pick lie you can back out if you don't have the correct evidence kind of thing yeah which is good and necessary but then he's he's really awkward he's just like well gotta shake the tree yeah you, you understand um <laughs> it's like no you just said something really horrible but yeah if it was a bit more clear in that I guess that sort of also relates to Adrian. My line of thinking and Phelps's line of thinking or whoever the character would be, it can't be Phelps anymore. Uh, whoever that is, we need to be on the same page and at times you're not on the same page. Mm. What about you? I think what I would like would be some, this is going to sound kind of obscure, but like some actual detective work. Now I know that, Inherently, this is never going to happen because Rockstar isn't going to make people go and like uh, do this kind of thing. But it's something that maybe you have to sit at your desk at work with a pad and like pad and pencil, and you've you've got the question that you wrote down on your phone, and you're just thinking, hmm, what about this? Or like a riddle or something like that, or detective work where I know it's technically uh, you know out of universe, but Google it. Uh, for example, Mickey Cohen, I think that's his name, the gangster. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. how, he's a real how, guy. He's he's a real guy. Uh, the Black Dahlia murder, uh, real thing. It would be oh, yeah. like yeah. It, it would be interesting if the game was like obviously gives you uh, n- notice of what it's doing, but just kind of in universe the game just goes, "Huh, we're all stumped. What what do you think, Phelps?" And then you Google it and you actually <laughs> figure it out. Like some actual, uh, like re- kind of real life Research. investigation. Yeah. And that's our thoughts on L.A. Noir, guys. Uh, again, yeah. let us know your thoughts if you want to on our Facebook page. Uh, but let's talk about the game we're playing for the next two weeks. So we asked, we asked you, we asked the audience what, what you wanted to play. Got a few excellent responses or a few interesting ones, something I'd never, some games I'd never even thought about or even knew existed. Yeah, uh, I've never heard of The Grinch until, uh, as a PlayStation 1 game until now, but that is not what we're going to play. Sorry, Luke, we're not playing that. What we will play is uh, was suggested by Rowan Loveland, and we'll be going with Portal 2. Fantastic uh, game. A, a great game, and I think we'd all like to give it a replay. It's going to be interesting because it's it's now the first game of the ones that we've done where we have all played it. Yeah, you know, after sinking so many hours into L.A. Noir, uh, I'm just thinking the prospect of playing Portal 2 I could probably finish it down in one sitting. It has been years since I've played it, but I just feel like the puzzles are still ingrained in my memory. But Yeah, oh. I think some of that might come through. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how we go. So tune in next time for the Game Club Podcast, the podcast for the busy gamer. I've been Michael. I've been Matt. I've been Adrian. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening.